0: Thank you, Pastor Pat. Good morning. Good morning. Um, just to, so that you know, uh, English is not my first language, so you can um, gather that, and uh, it's actually my third, so uh, you're probably wondering what's my second. Uh, that is my heavenly language, and um, if, I, if I run out, it's like data or airtime. It just stops. And then I'll I'll gather a moment and and be back on the English band bandwagon, band, band and uh, uh but in any case, Pastor Pat, thank you so much. First of all, uh, thank you for this week. First week done and dusted, and it was just an incredible week. And thank you for the opportunity to serve you guys, and serve the church as well, and uh, for you guys for praying for us. Uh, uh, it's been a long 17 months, uh, but it's finally here, and, and we've been settling in. And uh, I did mention last week, thank you. We are still eating uh, Lamingtons from uh, the quarantine. Uh, I said to Liam, I think we got like 37 packets of Lamingtons within those two. So, um, but any case, uh, let's just close our eyes and we start with bread. Lord, thank you that we can share Your Word. Uh, Lord, I just want to pray. Uh, may may you just come and and prepare the ground for this seed and and may your spirit let it grow lord and and everything we say Lord uh, may you just come and bless this word and bless everyone here and uh, may we receive it in your name in jesus name amen so i I want to share a word about uh a, a young guy and it was actually two young guys with with uh, uh some of their friends that, that didn't uh, believe what, th- what they were saying and didn't trust what they were saying. And, uh, and it, this guy's name is Caleb, and we're going to read from Numbers 13 to 26. It will be on the screens. And, and as, I, as I made the screens, I, I switched over to Afrikaans, so I had to fix it this morning <laughs> because I only discovered while it's up, someone said, why is there Afrikaans on the screen? So, um, but, but, but I think it's, it's fixed uh, we're going to read from Numbers uh, 26, and, and in this moment, Israel had the opportunity to take the promised land, to get into the promised land which uh, God had for them, and, and, and it was at this moment they were just going to take it, and it's going to become theirs, uh, but it didn't happen because, because they did not believe the report that Caleb brought. They believed a different report. And it's interesting. We we have to start believing what God God's word says about us. Y- you are not a failure, church. You are not a floated church. You are a child of God. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. I just want to. It's so so. Please feel free to just shout out "Amen" if you if you agree. I, I'll be preaching better. I can promise you that. But if you. And uh, and I mean, if if you're encouraged, stand on your chair. Shout me down. Just don't break the chair. Otherwise, I need to pay it. So, um. (laughs) any case, you, you are a winner. Why? Because you're a child of God. And we can believe His report. And we need to believe His report. And this story is about a report that Caleb brought. But they didn't believe it. And they went to spend 40 years in the wilderness, because they did not believe the report about them. So read with me, Numbers 13, uh, from 26, verse 26. And they came to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation of the people of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back a word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land, meaning there was. Big fruits. It's the land of milk and honey. They they, they saw the potential and, and everything it had. Verse twenty seven. And they told him, We came to the land to which you send us. It flows with milk and honey, and its uh, fruit. And this is its fruit. However, the people who dwell in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified and very large. And besides, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of Negev. The Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the hill country. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along, along the Jordan. But Caleb, but Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and occupy it, for we are well able to overcome it. And there we saw Nephilim, the son of Anak, who come from Nephilim. And we seemed to ourselves like grasshoppers, and so we seemed to them. So here comes these spies. They've been sent out to this land. Uh, They had the opportunity to take this land. They had that opportunity, and Caleb gave the report that it is possible to take the land. But these guys came up with a bad report, and they ended up 40 years wandering around before they could ever take the promised land. The question that I want to answer actually this morning is, but how can we become like a Caleb? How can we become a Caleb generation? What is the characteristics of Caleb that made him stand out? in this situation, made him stand out in in his situation and among his people. Because church, we are called to be a Caleb generation. We can't just be wandering off and and just do it. We are called to be here. We are called to make a difference. We are called to take this city and transform this city in his name. But the question is, what is the characteristics of Caleb? What did Caleb do and how did he live his life to become the person that he did? And just if you go on to the story of Caleb after the 40 years, he and Joshua were the only two people of this generation that got to see the promised land. The only two. Because there was something different in Caleb. And I believe if, if, if we take on these characteristics of Caleb, we can change our life, we can change our world, we can change this city, and we can change a nation. We have to become a Caleb generation. And I want to share a couple of things, actually 45 of them, that, uh, no, I'm only joking, joking. About three things that Caleb did, that made him different, that we can do, that's going to set us apart from everyone, everybody else. So number one, number one, Caleb followed well. Caleb followed well. And if you want to see the supernatural things of God happening in your life and in your world and and, uh, with the things that you are busy with, you have to learn to follow well Caleb followed well, he followed Moses well. Uh, and Moses uh, did not uh, he saw Moses uh, lead Israel uh, out of Egypt and, and he sawed everything and still he followed well. He, he gave this good report that we can surely take this land. and Moses did not believe him, but he still followed Moses well. Caleb followed. Well, and and we should follow well. We should follow our spiritual leaders well. And we're not always gonna agree with our spiritual leaders, church, but we still need to follow well. Young people, you're not always gonna agree with your parents, but you still need to follow them well. Jesus, still at, at the age of 30, still listened to his mother in John 2 with his first miracle. He didn't even want to do the miracle, but his mother told him to do it and he still listened at the age of 30. Why? Because God honors principle. We have to follow well. We're not always gonna uh, agree uh, and 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 sometimes we have to submit, but that's not a bad thing. It's not even a bad word. It only means you are sub the mission, because with every goal, there's a role to play. And for us to become a Caleb generation, we need to follow well. Caleb followed well, and the pers- first person we need to follow well is the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to follow him well. I mean, I, I attend, and I, over the last five years, I've attended a lot of uh, church seminars and uh, conferences, and it's all about systems and getting the systems right and getting the structures right. And, and, and systems is not bad and structures is not, is not bad. But the best thing about leadership and becoming a good leader is self-leadership. Can you follow Jesus well? Can you get up in the mornings and pray first and say, say Lord, this, this day is your day. I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow you well. I'm going to spend my first time in the morning with you. Are you following well? And if we want to become a Caleb generation, we need to learn to follow well. Who do you follow? It's that old saying for the young people, show me your friends and I will show you your future. Who are you following? Who are you surrounding yourself with? Who's... With you at, at the barbecues and the bries and, and I had to say that. <laughs> but who are you surrounding yourself with? Is it people that's just negative and people that's going to drag you down and uh, you're not sure uh, where are you going because, because people around you are only negative. If you surround yourself with negative people, you're going to live a mediocre life, church. We can't be a negative generation. We can't say, oh, look at this young generation. They are falling apart because the world is pumping them full of negative things and full of things. They are going down the gutter. They are not Going down the gutter church. We are people of God, and we may think we are the minority, but God plus one is a majority. Yeah. Who are you following? The Lord is looking for people who's a Caleb generation who will follow well. In our household, um, Luca is uh, my oldest, and it's his birthday today. If you see him, he's seven. So a cheery mom and his family's back home, and uh, so just uh, love on me. But in any case, he, he, he started to watch YouTube. He, he watches the gamers, and um, there's a word that this one gamer used that uh, it's, it's not a bad word, but it's, it's not going down in my house. So I just said, you're not looking at that, and, and he didn't understand it, but we had the discussion, and, and uh, one, of, uh, one of the gamers said he's... He, he, he's Um, the swag master and uh, uh, Luca asked me about that and what is what is people with swag and I said that young guy doesn't know anything about swag we invented swag in the 90s I mean he's and Luca started to use that word again and and we went to the bathroom we had a good talk Uh, (laughs) never again why? Because he needs to learn to follow authority well. He needs to learn it. And suddenly Siri did not, she didn't listen to me. <laughs> and um, I had to learn Siri about authority. And so I just want to, hey Siri, yeah? what's my name? Yours Elvin, but you asked me to call you Swagmaster. Follow well. (laughs) We should learn to follow well. If we want to become a Caleb generation, we should follow well. We're not gonna agree all the time. We're not gonna uh, agree with our spiritual leaders or with the government all the time. But Caleb and Joshua got to see the promised land. Why? Because they followed well. Not only did he follow well, Second thing and second uh, characteristic of of Caleb was he standed strong in his conviction. And if if we want to become a Caleb generation, we have to stand strong in our conviction even if we stand alone. Even if we stand alone. Caleb did not have the popular answer church. He did not have the popular answer answer then, and, and that, that's a problem with this world. Everybody has an opinion. Everybody has an opinion, and this world is becoming a world of opinions. We just have to follow these guys' opinions, and we we can't be swept away with opinions all the time. We have to stand strong in our convictions, even if we stand alone. This is what the Word of God says. This is what He learns us. This is what He teaches us. This is what He says we must do, and we're going to do it, even if we stand alone. We have to stand strong in our convictions, church. We have to believe what the Word of God tells us and stand on His Word. And it's not going to be the most popular answer we have to give sometimes. It's not going to be the the best answer for for the friends that we surrounded ourselves with. If, If our friends want us to do something that is not in line with the Word of God, we have to stand strong and say, I'm not doing that because that is not what my Word tells me to do. And it's maybe not popular within your friends' circle, but you have to stand strong in your convictions, even if you stand alone. And we can't follow an opinion culture. We have to create and stand strong in this conviction culture of ours and say, this is the way of living and how we are going to live. We have to make it clear that we are living by conviction and not opinion. I, I get the whole thing, but we don't have to become like the world and say, it's all about sex appeal, and, and you need to do this and that. The res- sex appeal is not sexy, church. Respect appeal is sexy. A guy that respects you for who you are, and if there's younger girls in, in, the, in this setting here, if you want to know how he's going to talk to you as a lady growing up, see how he's treating his mother that will give you a direction of how you are going to get treated. Stand strong, church. We have to stand strong on our conviction, even if we stand alone. 1 Corinthians 6, 13 says, Be on the alert. Stand firm in the faith. Act like men and women. Be strong. Stand strong. And the last one is believe big. And dream big. Dream big. Caleb said, we can surely take it. But Caleb. They gave a bad report. But Caleb. He quieted them. But Caleb. He didn't even have a microphone like I have one. But Caleb. He said, we can surely take it. We can surely take it. And we have to become a people that dream big and believe God for big things for our city. I'm not sure about you, but I I believe God for big things for this city. We we can't be the only church here. We have to be 10 more life-giving churches flowing out from this church, impacting our city church. We have to believe big. How are you praying in the mornings? Tomorrow morning is Monday. How are you praying for tomorrow morning? How are you just gonna pray tonight Lord, bless my sleep. Bless this evening and bless the day. Is that it? Or tomorrow when you, you, you open your lunchbox and you say, grace, Lord, thank you for the food. In Jesus' name, amen. Is that it? Surely that's not who we are. We are people that's a Caleb generation. We're gonna follow well we're gonna stand strong in our convictions, but we're also gonna trust God for the big things that He He has in store for us. How are we gonna pray? Like tomorrow morning, I wanna challenge you not to just, Lord, bless this day. No, trust Him that He wants to use you tomorrow and in this week in your world. Lord, please use me today. As I walk into the office, may they experience the Spirit of God coming over them. May healing take place when when my shadow just go over them. May they be healed in Jesus' name. Lord, I trust you for my street. I live up the street, Harvard Street, that every Sunday morning that street will be awakened people coming out of their homes, coming to church because they're going to get saved in Jesus' name. What are you trusting God for? Start believing what he says about you and what he dreams about you. I want to tell you an end of, I want to tell you a story that happened with us in Mossel Bay in 2015. We, are about, we were in transition and spent some time there with the Lord. And Mika, my wife, was an incredible wife and just incredibly good looking. Oh my goodness. We have three children, not because I like children, <laughs> just because my wife is so pretty. And <laughs> oh, I got sidetracked because I thought of her. Yeah. <laughs> While we were in Mossel Bay and walking, so Mossel Bay um, is uh, part of the coastline in South Africa, and there's a, a part just left to it is called Dias Strand, and uh, there's a little, uh, little island with seals on it, just uh, probably a kilometer in, and um, a lot of seals, and, and I normally don't swim there because I think there's a lot of sharks as well because there's food just there, but while we're walking on, on, on this beach, uh, there were a baby seal, probably 400 meters from, from the um, waves and from the water. And uh, it was like just lying there, and, and we didn't even uh, grow up in that area. We were just visiting, so. And, and me and Mika stand by this seal, and I don't know what to do, but, and she said, I need to help the seal back in the water. And I said, I'm not touching that thing. It's gonna bite me. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's the way it is. It's, people do it as well. Hurting people hurt people, you know? If a seal is hurting, and you're gonna try and touch it, it's gonna hurt you, it's like a dog. It's going to bite you. I'm not touching that. And she said, call someone. I'm like, this is not even my town. I don't have a number. Who should I call? And I was, hey, it's smelling already. It's probably almost dead already. Just leave it. And, and she got angry with me and she just walks off. I'm like, great. I'm like, there goes my wife. I'm stuck with you. And uh, <laughs> she's going up the stairs. And at that moment, God just challenged me. Are, are, are you believing for big things? Are you trusting me? Pray for the seal. And I'm like, Lord, no. Please not. I, I, I'm trusting you for so long for the, for the gift of healing to pray for people, but not on a seal. <laughs> Started to pray uh, for this seal. You can play. It just let me sound holier. But i um, just- <laughs> this pray started to like, lord please heal this seal in jesus name walk off no salad pray, pray like you mean it pray like you believe it okay lord i'm starting to pray and pray in tongues and pray for this seal and, and as i prayed it started to move i was like something's happening and this seal started to to, to go to, towards the water and I'm like praying all the uh, louder and louder I'm like you can do it come on be healed in Jesus name swim buddy go to the waters and I'm praying and, and, and I'm feeling so good this probably 20 meters from the water I started to to turn around and go back to to Mika and and, and uh, walk walk back and and as I turned around I just wanted to see if the seal makes it these seagulls come and they came to peck on this seal. And I'm like, not on my watch, I've just prayed for that thing. I got a stick and I ran with the stick towards the seal and I'm chasing the seagulls away, they flew away. Mika sees me with the stick standing. She said, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm praying for the seal. And she goes like, you look like Moses trying to depart the sea. (laughs) And any case, prayed for it, guarded it, went into the water. Praise Jesus, I was filled with faith. I mean, after that, the sharks could have eaten (laughs) him. But it's where a journey started for me. Praying big prayers. Trusting God for the things that He wants to do in our lives. It wasn't a month after that we sold our house to start a church. We had no house, but we had a church. We had no people. But we trusted God. And we said we're gonna take big leaps of faith. This move here was big leaps of faith. And I'm just full of it. And I'm going to trust God that He's going to use Kenmore Church to impact our city. And He's going to use you because God plus one is a majority church. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for every person here, for every person, you are dreaming about them. You have a plan for their lives. And Lord, I just wanna come and pray. May we become a Caleb generation, where we follow well and stand strong in our convictions, even if we stand alone. But may we trust you for bigger things and believe for bigger things in our lives. People in our families getting healed and saved. Marriages restored in Jesus' name. Schools starting to turn around, starting to praise and worship you for who you are. Streets with neighbors getting saved. Lord, may the dream that you have over every person here this morning become their reality. May we trust and believe you for the bigger things to come. And While every head is bowed this morning, nobody's gonna look around. I want to give an opportunity. Maybe you are sitting here, first invitation is this, maybe you are sitting here, You've been coming to church, maybe your whole life just coming to church and maybe has become a religion. God wants to invite you this morning into a relationship. He has a gift for you and that gift is the gift of salvation. You can't earn it. We don't even deserve it, but it's free for us. But we have to say yes to it. Say, Lord, I receive the gift of salvation. If you want to receive that gift, I'm not going to call you out or expose you. I just want to include you into this prayer. If you want to make sure that you are going to heaven one day, I want to give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus and accept the gift of salvation that he has for you this morning. So with every head bowed, every eyes closed, no one is going to look around. You just raise your hand and just let it down again. I just want to pray for you. Thank you, you can let it down. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, last opportunity. Don't let this opportunity go, past. Thank you, thank you. There were whole heaps of hands going up, accepting the gift of salvation this morning. I want you to pray with me, everyone, so that we support those guys that put up their hands and include so everybody just pray after me Lord Jesus I come this morning and I choose you as my personal Savior and I accept the gift of salvation thank you for saving me cleansing me forgiving me from all my sin, past, present, and future sin. And thank you for this new life that I've received this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we give them a great cheer? I just want to say, God just stepped into your Egypt. And He took you by the hand. You've been redeemed. You've been saved. And you're going to heaven. And nothing can keep you from going to heaven. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.